Adventure Cast number eight. Minute to number eight, Jamie. There you just did it. There I just did it. Jamie? I was at the end of whenever I say Jamie or when I talk on this thing. But anyway, enough of that. Um, we just thought we about a week and a half ago we finished up the Bridging to Resilience conference and what an amazing two days it was. It was. And we are sitting here with Ginger Lumen and Kevin Honeycutt, who were both presenters and um, they were participants. They sat in on many sessions at the same time. So we're going to talk about some of their um, experience as a presenter and those as a participant, mm -hmm. attendee. So, Kevin? First, thank you for having me on your show. I feel really excited to be here because, you know, your show's awesome and I've been tracking your success and your following. You might be shy, but you're kicking some butt, so... I like how he just brown noses like that right away, huh? He does. Yeah. I just want you to know I've been a long way away. I just want you to know I'm, I think you're awesome. Well, it's so. nice to finally have you in your office. office. It's fun We don't get you very Yay. often. And the two people who are listening appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's us. <laughs> so should we just start talking about yeah. those things yeah. you just said? Just cut to the quick. And yeah. if you guys want to talk about the presentation side Squirrel. of things. Okay. Well, I like how she they they, 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 they they turned to you and you just said, hey, I love you. Okay, cool. Now, now I'll just get to the work. Thanks. <laughs> By the way, I appreciate how you go up at the end. You know, I know you make fun of yourself for that, but really that's a sign of positivity. So good job on that, Glenn. It is. It is. Yeah, high five right over there. Good job. That was a terrible high five. I, oh, <laughs> you guys can't see it. Nobody can see it. I saw it. It was awesome. I some sort of spin twist at the end. It was amazing. Full palm contact. Right. Okay, I got that. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. We promised him like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> That's how we fill these things. So, no, uh, the Bridging to Resilience Conference was, I, I, I hesitate to say this because it's going to sound uh, wrong. It's going to sound uh, full of crap, really. I'll just say that. Uh, but it was uh, unlike any conference I've ever been to. Um, in that, I think the folks who came, uh, most of whom I think, well, maybe not most, a lot of them, you know, knew what they were coming to. I'm pretty sure some of them just thought they were coming to a regular conference and it didn't take long. It took about, oh, one keynote, uh, for everybody to say, wow, this is different. And the way that the audience interacted with one another, with the, with the, the talent, the presenters, with it, it was, um. Uh, we were calling it, we were talking about it later, or yeah, later, Kevin, we were talking to how they were kind of a soft audience. I don't mean soft as in like bad. I mean, soft as in like, as a presenter, you, 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 if you had any good story, if you had anything to share, they were there, they were so ready to learn. And, uh, I, I'm impressed. I'm going to interrupt Kevin here before he answers. Do you think that this resilience, the trauma, the poverty and everything, it's, is it not fairly new, something I, or is it I hesitate to say new, but, you, but is you it know just what a I mean? new discussion? The attention to it, new discussion, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's new. I think that there have been people uh, been talking about this for a while, but I think now, in particularly in Kansas. Um, we uh, are with the redesign, and so now we have uh, fertile ground for these seeds to land in. I think nationally, though, the the conversation's been there. But because of various reasons, I'm a social scientist, so I'm not going to delve into that here, but uh, I think that uh, the conversation is ripe everywhere. I think we're seeing trauma and poverty at, I don't know, they seem to be higher levels everywhere. Maybe it's because we're noticing it more, maybe because we're more an empathetic society, or maybe there just is more. I don't know. Point is, is that everybody's noticing that we've got to do something different. So it's not new. I think the ears are new. 
That's good. That's a good answer. I, I think that lots of people have tried, um, you know, awareness, awareness. And it started years ago. You know, we were all listening to Ruby Payne talk yeah. about, and we came up with some formulas and we all did the formulas. And it was really just sort of a formulaic one size fits all thing. And at this conference, the word that pops to mind is, um, God, genuine. When you sat there, you listened to real people tell real experiences, you listened to kids keynoting for the first time in their life, terrified while the audience goes, you can do it. And everyone cries collectively because this girl has this moment uh, of translation. She becomes something else in front of our eyes. And I don't know if there's a dry eye in the house. And there's a lot of us that are out here trying to do good work and we try to be authentic. But I think the conference that was put together by ESDAC and by the team, they took some chances. To put kids at the mic, hoping they would do okay with 350 people, that's that's a little risky. Um, yeah, it's it's really risky. When when Rebecca said she wanted to do that, I and I knew the kids, and I thought, okay, um, what what experience have they had? And I and you know they the kids worked so hard, and, and they understood that their message was important. And 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 the pre work with that, just uh, reminding the kids that their voices <laughs> need to be uh, heard deserve to be heard through all the pain you didn't do that for nothing or you could do it for nothing let's do something with it and uh and i think that the first girl you know oh she was just up there and she was it took her forever to start speaking and we're all you know we're all teachers you know i'm gonna cry right here but it was one of those where you're like i'm fine i wanted to holler out something but i thought i'm that girl who always hollers something out i don't want to and somebody on the table next to me said you're brave and I was like, oh, yes, thank you. And cut the tension, you know, and we clapped for her and she got to breathe again for a little bit. And then she got into it and and she right there in front of our eyes changed. Yeah. But you saw the resilience. Everybody in the room saw the rawness, the it's still a work in progress. I know there was there were teams that came where it was one counselor and a team of people that needed to understand uh, trauma. Yeah. And uh and I think they got to see, uh, uh, they got a front row seat to real. When they brought out moms, moms, and moms did that round table about how it feels to have a home visit. And when they said, well, teachers, um, how would you like to schedule a home visit for us to come to your house? There were some big ahas where people went, crap, I guess I never thought of that. But they weren't mean, to their credit, they weren't mean. Well, and the parents said, the mom said, you know, develop a relationship with us before you come over to our house. And think about it, how many times do we hear over and over at the beginning of school, oh, we do home visits, we go and, and go into their houses even before school starts because we're welcoming them. And, and here we are with the best intentioned hearts. And I sat there and thought, oh, crap, because I, I may have promoted that sort of thing too, um, you know. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Mm -mm. Um, so I guess um, back to your the very first question, you were talking about the difference between speaking to the audience and the breakout sessions. Um, first of all, uh, speaking to the audience is a closing keynote. Watching faces. You know, you work really hard to get a whole audience to be with you. They were with me in the first minute because they were with the whole conference from the first minute. Something mm -hmm. really amazing happened here. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. superfluous crap here. I've spoken to a thousand audiences. This was one of the most amazing conferences I've ever been associated with. Now in the breakout sessions, it was a smaller version of the keynote. You had a bunch of people in the room who were very ready to hear, right, and help. Um, it was real. There wasn't this sort of jockeying for, um, I know more than you, and you know I came in here to outknow you because I've had some training. There was, the rooms I was in, it was authentic conversation. You almost wanted to raise your game 
because you were through all the crap and you could get right to the heart of it all. You know what I mean? Well, and behind the scenes a little bit, I know that we handpicked our speakers because each one of them had a specific thing they needed to share. And and Rebecca Lewis Pankratz had in her mind all the voices that needed to be heard at the table. So many of these conferences are just the academics sitting down and saying, we need to do this to families, two, two families. <laughs> Where they, they'll put the word in four every once in a while, but they mean to. And Rebecca said, no. And we need to hear from the SROs, the school resource officers. We need to hear from these people. We need to hear uh, healthcare workers because they're affected and impacted. And we need to see it from their point. And so every single voice was heard, um, or at least got to speak that we could get to the table. Um, that made a big difference. I, I, I like it as a conference coordinator when people say how uh, mad and upset they are because there are too many sessions to pick from and not that too many, but too many that they wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I have to miss this one. I said, well, you know, you can still contact them with with the social media and, and divide and conquer, get with a friend. Let's get back together and talk. And that's a, that's an excellent uh, uh, piece of feedback that, that we kept hearing. So to sum it up in, in my mind, is this is the first year for this conference. And I think you went from zero to 1,000 miles an hour in one try. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only to build an audience and get 350 people to a brand new conference, but to put together the kind of conference that people are going to talk about for a long time. What I'm excited about is, okay, next conference. Are we going to do all the same things again? Will it be as real? Will we have student voices? Are we going to double down and step on the gas and keep going like that? Well, we're already talking about those sorts of things. Uh, absolutely. We're going to have all of those things plus because through the process, we kept thinking, oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? And so I can't reveal any of those yet because they're not official. But I know Rebecca and I've been talking and, and some other folks. And I know that we've got we've got we've got plans to make it even better. Cool. So I just want to hit on because Ginger, you hit on two words there. I'm just wondering if this is part of what Rebecca and Rebecca's trying to change the narrative, mm-hmm. but you use two and four. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the root of what Rebecca's trying to do is get the narrative change from, we need to do this two and, and get two, we need to do this four parent. I think, I think she says she wouldn't go with either one of those. I think she would use the word with. Um, because uh, the the phrase, and I, I, I heard this come from her and I was like, wow, that is freaking genius. Let's write that down and get that out there. She goes, it's not mine. Uh, but uh, nothing for us without us. Don't do anything for us without us. That's good. And uh, and that's why I was like, that's that blew me back. You know, the hairs on my head stood back and I was like, that's, and she says, that's, that's what the whole trauma, you know, trauma aware, trauma informed, trauma responsive. <laughs> And let's do something, not just be aware, not just know what to do, but let's do. And and that's what she's also changing. Some folks have that in a different order, but she and, and I think the rest of our organization believes, let's get busy and do something with those who are impacted. This one, I have to say, um, having Jim Spoiler there was really like having the high priest of um, trauma because he's, he's lived it. Mm-hmm. He's turned a school around. I mean, he is... He's his own evidence, and he's no ego at all. This guy is just the most nice, the nicest guy, the most inviting guy. Um, I have something about having him there sanctified things. Now, having the kids there, there were lots of things that did that. Having the kids there, having the moms there, having Jim there. So I think if you're putting together that recipe, you've got to have those essential ingredients like Jim. As a, bus, as a behind-the-scenes gal, I was able to see and hear things from a different perspective, And one of the things I heard from the moms and from the presenters and also from the participants was the fact that 
we could have a conversation with someone. They could talk to Jim Spoilator. They could talk to Kevin Honeycutt. They can sit and have dinner with Ginger Lumen. They had that opportunity to really meld the pot and have conversations to really turn the tables. And they felt like humans. It wasn't just a conference. You weren't just an attendee. You were a melting pot and joining this community of people that weren't, yes, you're the expert. Yes, you're the expert. But it's still more than that. I kind of think that's what Kevin and I and, and the rest of ESDAC uh, as as on the professional learning side, really value. We 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 need that. We appreciate that. We we cultivate that. Uh, we don't want to be those people who come in uh, and say, "Hey, here I am, and love me, and then I'm gone. Don't touch me with your dirty hands." Uh, you know, it's if we're gonna do something, you know, we're gonna do it with you, not to you and yeah. <laughs> not just so we're talking about teachers we're talking about and if, if there's anything that we can offer the, I thought that one of the coolest things though is I went into a session uh, where um, the, well one of the ladies wasn't able to show up and so just at the last moment Rebecca and I looked at each other and she and I once we got in there she, she whispered to me, she goes, oh, I thought it was going to be about this topic, poetry. And I was like, oh, I thought it was about science. Nope, it was about writing grants. Neither of us knows anything about this topic. But the good thing is, is when people go to sessions, they usually know a little. And so um, she started guiding some of the conversation, pulling out what people knew so that we could share. And I sat in the room and I just opened up a Google Doc on the wall because um, I obviously was the stupidest person in the room. I do nothing. And I'm quickly taking notes. And as they're saying phrases, I'm Googling it right in front of everybody and putting links in there because I'm not because people were like, Good. Make sure. Oh, are you going to share this with us? So I realized I wasn't the only person not knowing things. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I had an art teacher friend tell me once, if you ain't got it on you, you ain't got it in you. And I think that's what we want to do with our professional learnings. We want to be right there getting it on us, too. I think one thing we need to point out real quick is you think of ASDIC, we think of education, everything. But there were mayors there. There were police at this mm-hmm. conference. It wasn't just teachers and people from the education field. Oh, we had social workers, we had health department people. I mean, there were people from all levels of the community and in government. And I see that just increasing. Yes. Nobody can do it alone. Yes. It takes us all. This is this is this is bigger than any one silo of us. And every single one of us is working as hard as we can. But when we're working in silos, we're not working together. And that's, that's where Rebecca said, we're done with that. Let's get together. Wait, I like to say, and I heard this somewhere, the smartest person in the room is the room. The room spoke at this conference. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ginger, back to the kids. You worked with two of them, right? Actually, one, two, three, four. I've worked with four of them. Yeah, Zane and I have been connected now since, I guess, Thanksgiving's when I met him. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the growth there, did you see? <laughs> do you want to speak about that? Just, um, do we have time? <laughs> listen, these these are kids that the system might label broken. And so that's how they've come to us. Thank goodness. Because now we can provide some shelter and, and help them see who they really are. <clears throat> these are phenomenal kids. They've always been phenomenal kids. They just didn't fit in through that small window that we call school. Uh, so when they come in and then they say, these are things that we want to do. Rebecca says, hey, why don't you sit down and talk to these kids and work with them with PBL? And I'm like, okay, am I going to have all this time? And she's like, well, mm, yeah, not really. <laughs> you know, you're going to have some Wednesdays with them. And I was like, holy moly, okay, let's figure out how this happens. Now, I've worked with rough kids before. You know, I used to work in a boy's home. My, some of my kids in my school, full PBL, 
they were also broken from the system. Uh, and, and so I know that PBL works with them. And I love these types of kids, the ones who are like, screw the system. And I'm like, I'm with you, baby, let's do this. And, um, and, uh, and so when I started working with them, I, I really, I really, I gave them choices. I said, you want to, you want to be an entrepreneur and make money? Cause I know you're poor, <laughs> which I figured they'd choose. Or do you want to change the world? And uh, overwhelmingly they said, change the world. I was like, well, I want you to be an entrepreneur. All right, fine. We'll change the world. And, uh, and so I got to meet them that way and, and get to know a whole lot more about what was going on. So the transformation that's happened, uh, was both in them recognizing that they had a voice and it was useful and important. And my transformation too saying, holy crap, these kids aren't just kids. These, these are different than other kids. And I, 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 I'm, I'm honored. Now, Kevin, you didn't get to work with them per se, but what was your, your take on their presentations? These are smart kids who've been coached well. <laughs> they all found me one at a time, and I had dinner with a couple of them, and we had long conversations about speaking what it takes to be a speaker, working on your craft, all of those things. So I could tell they'd had some coaching and, and they were totally all ears. At that age, most adolescents, they have a big success and they think they own that success and, and they're very into themselves. These weren't those kinds of kids. These kids were open to suggestions and uh, watching them with the poise they had. And it seemed to build on itself. The first girl was nervous and the second, you know what I mean? The second kid was a little more poised. And by the third one, they realized this crowd can't wait to hear your message. You are set. Just go do what you do. And watch them believe that. I swear to God, they all had a, an American Idol moment mm -hmm. where you all stood up and did a standing ovation. That's rare, right, at a conference. You wonder how many times they felt the love, the genuineness of humans in their lifetime as they did by the 300, 400 people that witnessed, that watched, that participated in their momentous i mean it really was for them it was life-changing for for bray to stand there in front of everybody with rebecca standing behind her the the part that i think struck me is that um while their stories are overwhelming for me to hear their realities and and while it's i think about wow these kids are also really amazing i i have to think about they're just a tiny drop in the bucket of who we have in our in our schools and our communities the ones that we've labeled broken you know th these kids are not they're not anomalies uh we have more we have a lot more and so who are they and how can we how can we shine that spotlight for them with them <laughs> absolutely you know yeah. we just put I just put a zane speech out there and yeah. somebody mentioned here's a teenager and she mentioned she had the honor to hear him speak Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Wow. I saw that come out. Cool. Make sure you tag us on those releases so that we can blow that up. Absolutely. Yeah, can't wait. Cool. Okay. Uh, we said 15, 20 minutes. I feel like we've just... I know. We've only grazed the surface. Grazed the surface here, but just real quick, any last words on the Bridging to Resilience Conference? I'd like to congratulate everyone who had a hand in this. Um, the success is amazing. Um, it's like they started a fire and it just... Oh, the kindling was there, and that's all planning. That's the, it's planning. It's a lot of work there for that team that put that together. Rebecca, I think, is the mother of all of that. Watching her pride standing behind kids, I just felt lucky to be in the room. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to do it again. I just want to make sure we can have a big impact. That was 350 people, right? 
Cool. Good start. Now I want superintendents to know that they've got kids just like those kids in their school waiting to find their voice, and I want that movement to keep going. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, how are you going to follow that? <laughs> I'm not going to try. Ditto. Well, you mentioned do this again. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just a one to done. In fact, it's not just. Just because the two days are over, it's not over. We've only begun. Yes. This speech needs to, or the message needs to keep going, mm-hmm. and there it is. Uh, I know Ginger, you're always here reaching out to people. Uh, Kevin, you do the same. So, how could people get a hold of you? Are you on this this little thing called Twitter? Maybe. <laughs> so on Twitter, I'm at Ginger Lumen. On Facebook, I'm at Ginger Lumen. On Instagram, uh, Snapchat, I'm at Ginger Lumen. <laughs> so that's who I am. Yeah. At Kevin Honeycutt, all the same stuff. Keep it simple. Yeah, and I answer a DM faster than I answer an email. So a direct oh, message yes. on Twitter gets to me quicker. Or Facebook. Yep. All right. So we can keep that this conversation going. So, and we are doing this again next year, plus coming up in October, there's a conference in Wichita. Mention? Our moving the needle conference is in October. We can't we can't do it. Oh, sh- uh, it's online. Uh, so <laughs> hit one of us up. We'll find those dates for you. Yeah. Uh, ask Glenn. He'll tell you. <laughs> And again, next year in the Kansas City area mm-hmm. for the Bridging to Resilience. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. It's positive. It okay, means that there's positive. more to come. You're a little <laughs> up at the end of sentences. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, Jamie, any yeah. last words? Nope. I just want to thank everybody. Thank you for coming in and spending some time. And keep following us because we also, well, we, Ginger has started a Facebook group, a community um, bridging to resilience community you need to be part of although you didn't necessarily attend the conference join the conversation join that that community now well did your kevin kevin by the way kevin just blew into town with the weather last night i believe so sure did kind of yeah. cool to have him in the office and thanks for listening catch us on itunes and iHeartRadio, radio as well uh, as on sdeck.org your story so until next week we'll see you.